Good evening and welcome to another edition of the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Calvin, Rozier, Kofi, Hemingway. Happy Earth Day, Rattlers. Happy Earth Day, Rattler Nation. Are you trying to get a bird shot at you or something? (laughs) I'm just trying to bring some positivity. Just trying to bring some positivity to the show. It's much needed. So Earth Day. Just trying to do my my little part. How you doing, Kofi? What did you do for Earth Day? I recycled some bottles that I of some liquid that I drank today. What did you do for Earth Day? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Hopefully you didn't throw any trash I love the on the earth. ground. I do recycling every day. You know, so that's where we at with that. I got you. I got you, man. Feeling good? Feeling wonderful, man. Um, lot to talk about, man. This show's gonna be one of those shows where um you know, I don't know if we got phone lines gonna be open or not, but we this this one we need phone lines open. A lot of hey, look, emotions. Folks, we gotta talk about the facts though. A lot, a lot of people it must be something to talk about. I mean, we got a lot of people in the in the chat rooms already. Shout out to the to the YouTube crew, uh already loaded up in there about several several people up in there already Shania, uh, i got on Facebook. black today because i ain't happy i'm gonna put it like that i got my black on i my got funeral on, black I, on because i i'm not I, happy. I, I do too i do it's kind of coincidence funny thing we're black uh but uh yeah we got a lot of news to talk about i know we had a a particular show route or a show script that we thought about we were going to go down today uh and then uh as of about four o'clock eastern we received the news that athletic director Courtney Gaucher had submitted his resignation. That, 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 what, what was the laugh for? What was, what was that? Uh, had submitted his resignation effective immediately. Um, going to read directly from famuathletics.com where it was published. Uh, obviously, uh, this is a quote from VP of athletics uh, and director of vice president and director of athletics. He says, quote, my alignment and core values are very important to me. And there is no secret that we created a transformational student athlete experience second to none that has elevated Florida agricultural and mechanical that will place them on a trajectory far beyond my tenure. I am incredibly proud of the work and the people that have done that work in such a short time, we have elevated the program and institutional reputation to a level of new credibility. That coming from A.D. Gaucher, uh, released 402 this afternoon on April 20th. And so 
that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Uh, before we get into talking about that, we got a lot of stuff to get into related to that. Uh, we'll also kind of find some time to, as we always do, kind of give the Rattler Roundup. We talk about baseball, softball, men's golf, uh, things of that nature. And, uh, yes, there's an opportunity that, although, you know, opportunity for the phone lines to open up, not looking to create any new shows, but there will be phone lines that will be opening up a little bit later in our show, probably in the second hour. Uh, Marcus Green, our recruiting coordinator, will be coming in and talking with us at the bottom of the first hour. MU football is making a lot of noise, and so two new uh, recruits have signed on. We'll we'll hear more about that. But, fellas, let's, let's start with the story of the day. The story – oh, before I get into the story of the day, all you guys who are watching us on YouTube or Facebook – I'm sorry, Kofi, I got to get the plugs out the way. You go ahead and make sure to hit that thumbs up button and make sure you, are like, you, you like and subscribe. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, go ahead and do that as well. Make sure to share people instant reaction today. Might even give people an opportunity to tune in. Rattler Nation has a lot of things to say. A lot of folks, a lot of folks are divided on this topic in the news. A lot of shock and uh, dismay about what this means. Um, but uh, we'll start, go around the horn, and as we always do, I'll start with you, uh, Kelvin. Give you a chance. Your Instant reaction. Uh, don't don't chew all the meat off the bone because we got a lot to talk about. So, just your instant reaction when the news came out, or uh, through the course of the day. I want to be responsible. Yeah, I, I want to be responsible on this uh on, on this topic. Um, I know it's going to be divisive. I know we got folks on different sides, um, and we're going to be have to come together and support uh, the new AD moving forward and the programs moving forward. Um, my instant reaction is, you know, of course, I have some inside information. So I knew it was a possibility. I've been hearing rumblings. Uh, what you want, you want to see people – come to a job, do a good job, and if they leave, they leave because they got a better opportunity or they're retiring. That's the ideal situation. But it don't always work out that way. Um, there was some good in this administration. You know, me being a facilities kind of oriented person, uh, I really like some of the things that happened with that side of it. There was some not so good things um, also, and we're going to have to acknowledge that too. But at the end of the day, it's still a dark day because um, I, I think what I, I I'll leave with this for now. Family has always been great. Family will continue to be great, and so the the next man up mentality is kind of what we got to have at this point, and um, and um, we'll continue to. To, to, to do great things. I want people to remember now, that. Right, right. And and I, I sense I I hear in your voice the 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 calm you're carefully, Kelvin. That's what I like about you. You're 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 very, very uh uh thoughtful in your words 
whenever whenever you get ready to speak. And I and I know because not only of of your position and what you've held and your access that uh, you know you, you're trying to be exactly that re- responsible and respectful. And that that's what we're going to try to do. I mean, we're we're not going to flame any rumors that are floating around out there. Um, but there are things that are being put out there that I know are not accurate. And so I think to that degree, I have to be able to put some of that stuff down. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't know the reasoning why A.D. Gauthier is stepping down. Let's be clear about that. That is, there's nothing official as to why he has chosen to step down. Okay. Regardless of what other articles are out there and what other rumors and speculation are out there, we haven't received any official word from Florida A&M University administration. So anything that anybody's putting out pure speculation at this point in time. So let's all remember that. Okay. Um, so turn that over to you, Kofi, and your get your instant reaction to uh, to the news. All right. So, number one, I want to say that the latest um, things that we've been seeing about the the contract, um, there were things that were already in motion before all of this came out. So the contract did not have anything to do with it. Um, the Rattler Nation post um, really didn't have a whole lot to do with this decision um, to move on. It, it you know, did add a little gas to the fire, but Rattler Nation is a blog post, um, which means that they can pretty much go in and say stuff from an opinion base. Um, but there was nothing in regards to that that had a whole lot um, to do with this. Now, let, I, I'm disappointed because I liked Courtney. I felt like he was able to get, um, he elevated FAMU Athletics. He elevated the brand. He elevated the department. I mean, we're coming off of, uh, I want to say, several changes with with athletics and following Milton Overton and then following um, Mr. Eason, um, there was a lot to be desired there. You know, we, we needed somebody that was going to follow through and get some things done. And quite frankly, Courtney was that dude, you know, that got things done. We were not uh, sitting around, um, I want to say, uh, not doing anything. Now, let me just go here for a minute. Um, I kind of liken my feelings and my emotions to what I felt when um, Mr. Flores got canned. Um, and by that, I mean, there were different, there were different scenarios. Obviously, Flores was three and one against Belichick. He had a number of different solid victories. He had a winning record the last two seasons. But inwardly, behind the scenes, there was confusion. And a lot of that stuff, you know, I want to say, 
we have to shift and change. We have to shift and change. We got time tonight. Is I I got time tonight, so I will be going in on a, a lot of these different things. I got time, so let me just say I'm with again. You. I'm with you, Govey. Let me just say this again. Uh, Courtney got us got renovations to the field house. The field house was molded and should have been condemned. Okay, the mere fact that it took 32 years to get something done or for our leadership up top, the administration to see the need to get something done is absolutely appalling. It's ridiculous. But it took Rick Kenzie to go in with his camera to expose the mold, to expose the raggediness, to expose the craziness that we had going on in there. We had coaches that couldn't even, weren't even um, bringing potential recruits to the Durham Fieldhouse. Right. Courtney, even though, you know, say what you want. We got the wraps on the wall now. We got, you know, we got the floors redone, the lockers redone. And let me just say, if Rattler Nation is satisfied with that, then shame on us. Because A, this is something that should have been happening, but B, Jackson State's already surpassed us with the darn TVs on top of the locker, the cleaner locker room, the brand new facilities and stuff. But they were able to do that because they have an administration, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, a leadership up top that wants to see athletics prosper. We don't have that at FAMU. Next. Renovations to Bragg. Let me be clear. Bragg Stadium was about to be condemned as well. We weren't going to be able to even play a game in fall 2021 had Courtney and his staff not done what they did. Now, a lot of this stuff was done prior let, to let, let, trying to get let, up there. Let me step in on that one. If we're going to tell the truth, we're going to tell the whole truth. The man ain't been here but two and a half years. He had nothing to do with that. All right. He don't manage no construction. He didn't come. He didn't come up with the design. So there's a lot of other people who was involved in that. So I want to give him credit for what he did. And I want to give other people credit for what they did. Go ahead. Good. Because I want that Scorpio to come out tonight. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Let's get people talking. Stop hiding behind stuff. Say what needs to be said. But still, if court if it happened on Courtney's watch, Courtney gets the credit. Yep. Okay? And Bragg Stadium should never have been in that position for us to be in danger of not being able to play a home game in Bragg Memorial Stadium. It's ridiculous. In this day and age, with the resources and the people that we have, you know, for that to happen is absolutely ridiculous. The renovation to the softball field, the weight room, you know, obviously, even Gaither Gym. Now, I understand that we probably didn't have to do that, but they did it. Um, the apparel deal with Nike and LeBron. The National Alumni Association fundraising tour. Um, the Why Not Us broadcast. And even the return of the OBC, you know, which started before him, it happened on his watch. So all of these things are, I want to say, positives that I think that we can look at and say, wow. I mean, even down to the why not us with them putting a vending machine in the locker room. I think that that's a plus. 
that tells me that he's somebody that is engaged with our student athletes and wants to see them do better. Now, that the office, flip side that office of that alignment, is, that, hey, that office alignment is uh, in the transfer portal. <laughs> I thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> I'm going to just throw that one yeah, out Yeah, we're going to talk about That's that one of the in first names you've seen. But cold, let me just say, again, just going in, when we, um, you know, when your mama goes down to the school or she starts hearing rumblings about stuff, you know, here you got all these great reports, but we keep getting notifications on the phone that you're not in class or when you in class you are showing your ass you know and you're not representing the household properly so consequently there has to be a meeting now obviously the conversation with your mama or your daddy is okay so you're doing such a great job why am i getting these notifications that are saying otherwise what is the what is the issue okay why are we missing two people from the staff you know why haven't you said anything to rattler nation since january mm. Were, was there a muzzle that was put on you by the president mm. you know when i'm gonna i'm gonna mispronounce his name just for the sake, but those of you all that are in the know will figure it out and get it. Why did you why did you get rid of Bascari Bamoon in the in the uh in the office and not have a conversation with him about what you were doing? And is it true that you forged some documents and sent them down to legal where his wife worked? Does that make any sense? I just want clarity in regards to this so that when we fight for you, we're not fighting an empty battle. There again, President Robinson and I, for, for the record, I am on record for saying I am so ready for change up top for multiple reasons. But the one thing that I can say about President Robinson is he is as methodical as he, as he can possibly be. He will not make a move unless there is extreme pressure. And I want to say extreme circumstances and evidence that will back up what he's saying. So there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, um, I'm proud of the work. I would have liked to have seen this work through and work out, but when when that momentum starts going and you start getting additional figures that are a part of the the whole scenario and folks don't want to talk it's not good so i'm going to get off my soapbox for the time being but i have a lot more to say i'm i'm curious about the this pressure um because one of the things well, that again that when you hold, met, hold when on, you me... fire as many people as courtney did when he came in, when you fire as many people as Courtney did when he came in, um, these people are well connected in the local community, in the governmental community, 
in the alumni community and all of yeah, these but, they, but these these but, again but with all, when with, you get rid of that to all those people, people when you come in when you come in as the new person there is a there especially at that level as the vice president and uh and the ad you at some point you do want to have your closest people with you people who are going to be in the foxhole with you now i don't know all the stances and like i said i don't know maybe i don't know the timeline on how quickly he moved on let me say this you know when um, you do that at famu really when you do it it's not so much that you do it it's also the way that you do it and how okay but see, you have to go down the road early on huh you're about to start talking about the FAMU, the FAMU nepotism, you, the FAMU cabal, this FAMU elitism that we that have. Is a, that part we of have the whole dysfunction. But so, yes, so it is part let, me, of the let me just say this again. I was, I was at one time. I want to say on back in 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. I was the PA announcer at Bragg, so I get that whole thing with the new regime coming in coach Eason came in and he was like you know didn't tell me per se that I was no longer the voice of Brad I had to find out through the grapevine that I was no longer the voice of Brad so yeah so you know once I found it out I'm not not condoning unprofessionalism I'm not condoning it I I I understand Look, I understand there are plenty of people who don't All do I'm things the right is, way. You know, I didn't make a fuss about it, but I'm just saying when you come in, the way that you do stuff really does matter. There were a lot of people that could have helped, I want to say, with the whole transition with the tickets, with the whole transition with the whole um, parking, the game day operations that was a fiasco, all that and stuff just as that was out there. Progress could have helped with the resources. You're new to an entire city. You don't know anybody. I okay. Well, you don't have relationships, so you so need those right. relationships. If you're going to, to be a able to get you those things done, that. connected to a brotherhood, there are plenty of people in that brotherhood who were who who were who were there to help him along. I'm sure. Uh, what, they were in gonna, athletics. Well, so, uh, so, so Brian, Brian, can can we let? If, if you don't mind, fellas, for a minute, I kind of want to just talk about the facts because I, I want to try to keep things on the on the facts. Well, hold on, hold so, on. I, I I know, I, I know we I know we go we got we got plenty of show. We we we'll get to the we'll get to the facts because about certain things. Let me let me just finish my opening point real quick, and then and then I'll give you I'll give you a couple minutes here to get to your points, Kelvin. And I know we got to take a break and go to. Uh, to to uh, our, our next, I did want to just say um, I do think there is something to be said uh, in terms of my reaction to things. One of the first tip offs that I was worried about is when I started seeing posts this morning, not only from National Alumni uh, Association president Colonel Greg Clark, you started seeing it from uh, the head coach. Uh, Willie Simmons, when you started seeing uh, this, I believe that that's this note right here is from Coach Simmons posted. Um, he posted, I believe, on Instagram, but he also posted it on Twitter. Uh, and he said, in all my years in, inter- in intercollegiate athletics, I've never witnessed someone do 
so much with so little in such a short amount of time. And he mentioned those things. Bragg Stadium repairs, Gallimore Fieldhouse, blah, blah, blah. Your visionary leadership matched with the genuine care for the welfare of our streets makes you a generational talent as athletic director. As we march into the future during the renaissance of black college athletics, I feel more confident than ever in my ability to lead under your leadership. I sincerely thank and applaud you, Vice President and Director of Athletics, Mr. Courtney Gaucher, and our young men and women appreciate you more than you can imagine. That's coming from head coach Willie Simmons. A lot of sentiment were coming from people. And so at that point, I'm thinking, and we're all texting, I'm like, hey, so the, the, Before the, the we wagons go. are circling. The wagons are circling. Hold on. Hold on, Kofi. You had your minute. Hold on. You had five. Like, give me a minute. You better the hurry up because I'm about to cut in. Go ahead. I, on. I hit the mute button. I hit the mute button. I got control of the mute. Anyway, no stats tonight. Uh, Let's the, go. The wagons, the wagons were circling around A.D. Gaucher. At that point, you know, it's like, okay, something. I don't know what. Something is happening. Then you started hearing the rumors uh, about, you know, what happened, could happen. Then, of course, you have the resignation. Um, I will say this. When he inherited or when he uh, when he hired for this role, okay, um, yes, there were other candidates that I know personally I would have preferred to see, but he was given the opportunity. And when you look at now, I don't think it's been a full three years. He is leaving FAMU in a better place than when he came into the role. And so if we're going to look at his short tenure, good, bad, and different, and it is a better place. It is a better job than when he got to it. We can all agree on that to some degree, yes? Okay, I, I think I saw Kofi's nod. I don't know Kelvin agrees, and, but and, and, agree. in some ways, yes. In some in ways, some yes. ways. In some ways, yeah. it's a better. Okay, now we again, just like Kofi said, to what degree we get the credit? Look, when when uh, when Rache has a great passing day, we're giving all the praise and credit to to Coach Simmons for having patience and blah blah blah. If he has a bad coach, Simmons is saying, "Why didn't you bench him at halftime?" Okay, so when you're the leader of an organization when the good stuff is happening and rolling you get the credit regardless of yes all these other parts happening when things are going bad the blame comes your way okay and the fault comes your way okay that comes with being in the role that he's in okay so i i think so so for me where i'm at is i'm i'm disappointed because i've had people that i that i know and respect just like you guys do that didn't think he would last long in the position. Why? Because he's a young black man. He's aggressive. He, he's, 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 uh, um, uh, whatever some of the negative things that have been put out about him, about being aggressive in the family and culture, because, you know, we don't like new people that come in that are outside the culture. We don't like new people telling us what to do because we are who we are. Right. So we knew, or those people that I talked to didn't think he would last longer than maybe five years, three to five years anyway. Okay. So that that's what's disappointing to me. And then when I hear things about um the people and the people in the strange place that 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 FAMU Illuminati, whoever they are that's unhappy with Courtney because you know bend the knee to whoever it is, that's the start that pisses me off personally. 
because we all somebody knows who they are. Whoever that whoever those people are, those people have been a problem for a long time at FAMU and again hey, hey, Brian. done. Brian, Brian, stop it, man. Stop it. How did he get the job in the first place at 31 years old with his resume? All right. He, they gave him with his job. resume, he couldn't have been an AD nowhere else. All right. Okay. It was the it was that same Illuminati that you talking about that gave him the opportunity. So stop it, man. Okay, so he got we gonna talk. Happened? We gonna talk now. Okay, let's talk. So what happened? What happened? What changed? What changed? I, I'm gonna tell you what changed. The same guy who hired him December 2nd, 2019, fired him. Period. Dr. Robinson hired him. Dr. Robinson fired him. You have to ask him. But at the end of the day, ain't nobody doing this man in. Ain't nobody doing this man in trying to get, you know, all this Illuminati stuff. Stop that, man. That's the kind of stuff I want to stay away from because that's BS. The man had a job. He tried to do his job best he could. He was successful in some parts. He wasn't successful in some parts. And, a, and, and the decision was made by the leadership to go in a different direction. But it was the fan you mafia that gave him the opportunity in the first place. And you know what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm, you're right. You're right. Uh, no. Quickly, Kelvin, go to your – I can't look. I, you no. got me on that one. Uh, go, go, go. We got about a minute to get your point uh, before – we go, or do you need longer than a minute? No, no, no. Let's go to break uh, uh, and let somebody else go, and then we'll come back on the other side. Okay. On the, now, on the other side, we had planned to come in with uh, Marcus on the other side to get into no, some. We, Look, we, we got a long show. We got a long show. We're not done. He can, uh, he can join, right, he can we'll, join we'll, in. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it here on the other side of this. Hang in there. Stay tuned. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Those of you who are watching the show, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. We got a lot to talk about in the second hour. We're going to open up the phone lines, give Rattler Nation an opportunity to express their thoughts uh, on uh, today. Instant reaction night. Uh, Athletic Director Courtney Gauchet Zine from the position. We'll talk about who's stepping in next and more. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back right after these words. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best black college baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for black baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. 
supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. I tell you what, you, you can already seen. I don't. <laughs> I just seen the disclaimer come break. So that that's how you know. That's how you know we hitting on something today. You just to make sure it's understood. Uh, thank you for watching the OG Strike Zone, Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi. Make sure uh, you are following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OG Strike Zone. Also, make sure you find us on the Jericho Broadcast Networks app which you can download on your Google or Apple Play Store. Just go search MyJBN, MyBCSN, and we are part of the BCSN pod zone. You can always find our show along with a host of other shows on the Black College Sports Network via the BCSN pod zone. For those of you who like to uh, uh, watch or, or I should say listen to shows on your Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, iHeart, you can listen to uh, all of the shows there coming up in hour number two. A lot of we're going to open up the phone lines. We rarely do that because this show is usually about us and our guests. But we know that a lot of folks, Rattler Nation included, uh, have a lot to get off their their chest. Uh, again, uh, Athletic Director Courtney Gaucher resigned from his post. Uh, I don't know this to be official, Kelvin. So correct me if you've seen it anywhere from the university, but it is believed that uh, Michael Smith, uh, who is the um, associate uh, vice, well, wait a minute, he's the business and auxiliary surface, surfaces, uh, services, excuse me, vice president 
Um, he will be taking over as the interim athletic director, a position done three times previously uh, in the changes from athletic administrations. Uh, he took over the first time following Bill Hayes uh, prior to Derek Horn becoming the athletic director at FAMU. And then I believe he also took over the role following Derek Horn prior to Kellen Winslow. And that was in 2013. So I believe 2010 was when uh, he took over for Bill Hayes and then 2013 after Derek Horn. So Michael Smith, is uh, he, he's been in this position before. Um, it's kind of interesting, you know, Dr. Robinson has been a was a three-time interim president. And so now Michael Smith, uh, it, it seems to be, will be a three-time interim athletic director. It'll be interesting to see how uh, he manages uh, a lot of things uh, going forward. So, Kelvin, before the break, uh, we want to get into your points. Joining us here in a moment is Marcus Green. Uh, Marcus, obviously, uh, he'll be joining us. I know there's a lot to talk about in general regarding this. Uh, I know uh, Marcus likes to come in, and 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 uh, we usually bring Marcus in to talk about uh, our, our recruiting, but it's just one of those days where hopefully we can find some time to get into that. I know it, uh, if we can. So, Kelvin, I, I'll come over that you wanted to get to before the break. Um, I'll turn it over to you. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, so a lot of times we, we, we hear people talk about what this administration did versus other administrations. And and that's an unfair comparison. I don't think it's a fair comparison. And I'm going to explain some facts. Uh, Courtney, as I stated, came 2019, December. That spring of 2020 is when COVID hit. So he had a whole year where essentially he had no sports that he had to deal with uh, because of COVID. So that that presented opportunities that were unique, right? So you didn't have the expenses of teams traveling and so forth. So you had your normal expenses, which would be your uh, your your scholarships and your staffing for the most part, and then whatever facilities stuff you do. So that normally – in a normal athletic cycle, you wouldn't have those things because you would, I mean, you would, you would have those things. So athletics would be doing, you know, 16 sports, 300 some athletes, uh, travel schedules, things in terms of logistics, operations, concessions to do those large events. People do not know. I know, but a lot of people don't know how difficult that is with limited staff and resources. So he, he benefited in my opinion, even though he didn't, have some of the revenue opportunities from the football guarantee games. But overall, he benefited to be able to focus. And then he had support from some DSOs that previous administrations didn't have. I mean, it was the Alumni Association who picked up the tab for increasing coaches' scholarship, I mean, coaches' uh, salaries and some facilities stuff and so forth. So, um, so good for him. That's that's positive. We we needed it. It happened. So I ain't got no problem with that. But comparing it to other and saying that the first thing, that, you know, that like he was responsible for FAMU being great. FAMU has always been great. Uh, it wasn't him that hired Coach Simmons. Coach Simmons was there when he got there. It wasn't him mm-hmm. who didn't 
It wasn't him who installed turf field. Turf field was there when he got there. It wasn't him that the the gym floor that's that that he just did uh, that was just did. It was a brand new gym floor put into Gaither Athletic Center before he got there. That was hardly ever used. So my point, what I'm saying is, and this includes also the uh, apparel deals. There was a apparel deal already in place, uh, and then the opportunity came through a lot of back channels to go to Nike. But there was a already a deal in place. So the other administrations did great things too. Um, the the whole athlete, the athletic um, advisement area, and the student lounges, all that was redone before he got there. So there were things in place that allowed him to come in and be able to even do more and take it to the next level. I'm very glad what he accomplished, but uh, but I just want to make the point that, you know, things have been, have were being accomplished before him and FAMU tradition and his, his opportunity to serve FAMU was a privilege, frankly. So, you know, we need to respect FAMU more and not just a position or a title. You know, we like to compare. That's what we do. <laughs> Folks like to compare things. And and and, and to be honest, uh, let's be transparent with people, Kelvin. You were a part of previous administrations, so you have a lot of pride in a lot of the work that was done prior to. So let you know, just to just to let nobody's diminishing what this current or the Gaucher administration and his time period did. The same way, you know, Kelvin was a part of an administration that was doing some good things as well. Um, so so I, I just wanted to, to, to make that known. And, you know, as people say, well, what, you know, we're not trying to diminish any of the positive things he's done. Marcus, I'll come to you real quick. Uh, the news of the day as it comes down, what what are your thoughts uh, as the news was coming out? And, and maybe uh, if you've been able to kind of pick up any vibes from, I don't know whether it be, uh, I don't know if recruits pay attention to this kind of thing or not, but but what's your what's your take on uh, the news of today? Uh, well, I guess the first thing is um, you kind of knew something was going on, not just from today, but even if you go back to, I want to say it was what, last December or something, he was flirting around or hinting at the FIU job. There's sometime within the last year or so, there was a totally out of left field voter confidence article in the TDO. So it kind of didn't know it was going to come to this or how it was going to go down, but there were little signals and they got stronger today that something was going down. So it's always been kind of circling around that something just didn't seem right with the timing of some of those articles, some of the things, even despite all the good, and I don't say despite, but all the things that happened during the last two and a half years, you know, articles like that that come out, it's like, okay, if everything's going well, why are you getting an article about a vote of confidence? And so, you know, and also I've had the privilege of knowing Kevin for a long time, knowing Kofi for a good little while. And also, you know, we have our own discussions and, you know, things happen. Some things don't always get out in the public that, you know, some folks have discussions about. And so everything, you know, may not have been as nice and smooth as it appears just based on everything that, that we see, you know, that looks positive. But I will say that for Kelvin and for Kofi, both of their points are, are well regarded in terms of you see the improvement. 
much needed improvement, improvement that shouldn't have needed to have been begged for, but should have been done a long time ago. And I think there were efforts, and I know we've had discussions about general different ideas, different concepts, things that have come about now, even things were that were, I guess, coming about now with NIL and everything, just speaking in a theoretical sense, all kinds of ideas that have been talked about that happened to that happened to come to fruition now, but it's stuff that you shouldn't have to beg for, shouldn't have to go to the city of Tallahassee to get structural improvements that are basically putting people in a safe position. It should never come to that point. But in other words, the news coming down, you knew something was happening this week with everything that was swirling around, but it's been a long time coming just based on little hints that we may have may have passed over our heads. We didn't take it serious or didn't have a connection to what was going to go, going to happen, but there were little signals there going almost a year ago. Can I, can we talk for a minute about the, the article? Um, Which one? I, the, the, the blog post. Uh, and that, okay. that's all of you, because I see that being referenced in a lot of message boards uh, because right now that's the only thing anyone has to go off of. There's nothing. I mean, why did he why is he stepping out obviously you have the 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 hbcu game day article uh in the pending legal action uh that the swack is being threatened with as it relates relates to urban edge network um but i i think i i want to take away there's some things that i think people don't understand about fan use relationship with Urban Edge Network. Um, and and there's one particular entity that a lot of people are really skipping over, and that's FAMU's deal they signed with Peak Sports Management. Okay. When December 4th, 2020, we'll take it that far, Ford AM Athletics announces a partnership with Peak Sports Management. Okay. Now, with Peak Sports Management, Florida A&M, and I'm just going to read right here. It's still on the website for those of you who want to go look it up, okay? Um, and this comes right from that article. Peak Sports will manage and sell all sponsorship inventory for Florida A&M Athletics, including venue signage, program advertising, digital web content, game sponsorship, special events, along with several other opportunities. Every key person who needed to be on and know of the deal with Peak Sports was a part of that. Knew about it, signed off on it, okayed it. Basically sold over all the rights to Peak Sports to management. Uh, They even went out and got a general manager, uh, a gentleman to be the, who's in the athletic department, who is the general manager for Rattler Sports Properties, okay? Rattler Sports Properties is who on uh, February 17, 2022, when FAMU and Sports Properties inked a multi-year partnership with Urban Edge Networks to broadcast its sports and other content on HBCU League Pass Plus, that is who, that is who the deal was with. So if I'm reading the post that's saying that certain people weren't aware of the deals that happened 
especially when it came to the uh, the NASCAR uh, that was run by uh, uh, we had the gentleman here on our on our show, uh, uh, John Cohen uh, of New York Racing. Uh, that car on eight that was sponsored with HBC League uh, League Plus, uh, HBC League Pass Plus. Excuse me. That deal in conjunction, it was it was between Peak Sports or Rattler Sports Properties and Urban Edge Networks. Urban Edge is the parent network of HBC League Pass Plus. Okay, so it wasn't a case of. A.D. Gaucher didn't have to sign anything. It had already been given the rights over to Peak Rattler Sports Properties. That is who the deal was with. So it's kind of confused. So I think there's this there's this claim that people are confused and people are looking at A.D. Gaucher and saying, uh, you know, I don't know, he's signing into a bad deal. Well, no. Sam, you gave over its right to some degree to Rattler Sports Properties. You gave it away. Now, there was the money there involved with it, but you gave it away. <laughs> so for, for anyone to be saying that, that <laughs> what? Now, you know, there's a whole other part of this, the whole SWAC lawsuit. I mean, I don't know how much of that. Look, you know, Grambling's, Grambling's president was involved with Grambling's deal. So, I mean, I you know, they didn't have peak sports management involved. But I'm just saying, I mean, uh, can we talk about that? But no this is this that. is what happens, though. This is what happens when you have a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing. That You know, President Robinson, this is his third interim. Now he's president. This isn't his first go around. How many ADs has President Robinson chosen? Nine, ten, no, about eight or nine. No, Really? I was going to yeah, say we four had, or five. We, but if we he's had eight nine, or nine, we, if he's had we, his hand and freaking eight or nine ADs, let's just say, let me go low with no, four or five. Let's go I'd five. love for someone let's to go give five. me the rundown. Give me the rundown. Who's got the history? Somebody Who can who can backtrack the history? That that should be like let's a, go down uh, with four a contest. If he's, anyway, picked, if he's picked four or five ADs, that speaks to our infrastructure, plans, and commitment at the highest level. The problem with FAMU athletics is that President Robinson doesn't value athletics. He doesn't understand athletics. Mm. So consequently, we get, into, uh, we get into these scenarios where wrong people continue to get hired in spaces or other people who who are not aspects or I want to say experts in regards to athletics make decisions for athletics. I don't have you a know, gun, but I'm hearing like you. I can't that, pop a gun every like time that, applause, itself, that in itself is a major concern. There is no reason why Courtney or John Eason should not have had full control over their budget. They're the AD, so how can we hold them accountable if they don't have any say-so over what they're doing or what they're spending? That's ridiculous. So you're going to mean to tell me that legal, legal counsel 
had more say-so about our ticket sales, about our revenue, about what's going on than the AD himself. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, who is accountable for these raggedy decisions that are continue to be made? It's not right. It's not fair. And again, because we are not as informed as Rattler Nation should be, and we're not as engaged as we should be, the pressure ends up never being applied in the right place. At this point, I'm looking at President Robinson like this. Because this well, is see, not that's your first keep, go round. I keep going back again, and asking, if we're talking the about, you put on? I keep no, going back going and on. asking It needs to question. go on President Robinson. It needs to go. Okay. Let me say this again. It needs to go on President Robinson because your raggedy behind sat up there and hired him under under the the guys. And I want to say the. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Stop it. Oh, the <laughs> Oh, the producer. Oh. I ain't scared. You only up. have to do it one time. You, don't you have a school up there you throw it up And hire Mr. Gosset, knowing his lack of experience, and under the recommendation of the people that are not going to be accountable after it's all said and done. It's ridiculous. It's not right. You know? And again, again, we've had seven ADs. In the last 13 years. That's like a person that says, okay, how many wives have you had in the last 37? Okay. And it's all they fault? It's all they fault? Yeah. No. No, it's you. It's us. It's us. It's ridiculous about how, how again, we can't confront, again, the problems that fam you have has has to be confronted. You cannot change what you don't confront. Yep. Again, why did it take Rick Kenzie to go in and take a picture of the field house for them to know that the field house was raggedy? In spite of all the emails that the coaches sent, in spite of all of the stuff that the AD communicated, Robinson didn't move on it until the pictures went public. Now, all of a sudden, hey, I guess we got to do something about it. It happened because you didn't value athletics. You know, and again, you know, going through all of the red tape that you have to go through at FAMU to get stuff done is frustrating. I know if it was me, I would have, I'm telling you now, I would have bogarted and jumped over every fence and, and jumped over people's heads, stepped on toes to get done what I felt like needed to be done on behalf of this great institution. I would have done it. I would have taken the heat, and but I sure would have done it because it's long overdue. And it's ridiculous that all of these raggedy protocols are and, and people that they have out of position calling the shots, there's no accountability. It's not cool. Let, I, I just saw somebody post that it's been seven ADs since 2013. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's got the the official list. I, I, I hate to do that because it, it's like, yeah. damn, you know. Um, yeah. So, so you got the list. So there were, yeah, there were there were nine prior to from 2019 prior to Courtney, right? So it started with Bill Hayes. 
you had Mike Interim as an interim. You had Derek Horn. You had Mike Interim as interim again. You had Winslow. Then we had uh, what Nelson Townsend, Dwayne Robinson, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully I didn't miss anybody else. But so I, that sounded like you had a Overton. You had Overton what about Westwood? Or was he before and that? Overton and Overton? Yes, and Overton. Come on, yes. man. Look. And and even with that, even with this foolishness, right? Going back to Mike Smith yet again, for FAMU to make a move like this, I'm telling you now, Robinson, this process should not be long. I emailed you months ago. I emailed Pre- President Robinson months ago and because I knew something was going on. And I was just like, there has to be somebody else out there that can help this department. I mean, Herb Reinhardt is running... Valdosta State flawlessly, but you know why he won't come to FAMU? Because of all of this stupid dysfunction. When you got people in in uh, in administration getting paid eighty grand to do nothing. Hey, let me ask. Uh, with an elected booster organization that does not exist, but no accountability, all because he helped President Robinson get in the office. I'm like, look, at what point? Are we going to hold these people accountable for these decisions? Looking back again, we're going back to Mike Smith. If you make a move like this to put pressure on Gaucher to get out of here, you better show enough have at least three names in your pocket, committee or no yep. committee, because I'm sick of the committee because I don't want people on that committee that don't understand mm-hmm. athletics. It's, it's, it's additional dysfunction. We waste a ton of time with a bunch of people that look at resumes and say, oh, 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 no, 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 no. Do you want to be, you got, you got Derek McGee that's out there. You've got Darlene Moore who understands the culture. You've got Marvin Gray. You got Vaughn Wilson. You got uh, a number of people, maybe even other HBCUs, but looking at where we are right now, we need to be able to define where we are now, where we are going and how we going to get there. Speaking to vision. I'm sick of the rigmarole. Cause yes, President Robinson loves to, I want to say, give people he's not a micromanager, but that lack his management style is what's allowed this thing to get into the point that it's got. And it's ridiculous. It's so I gotta ask to the question. change Look, that family we, needs. We uh we were talking about a month ago now, uh, on the eve of when we, we had a similar conversation. Actually, you guys started it. Uh, the, uh, the the weekend when I was uh, when I was and we carried it forward, but we we started talking about reaching out to Dr. Robinson and saying if you wanted to start seeing some real change, we got to start touching and, and contacting the right people uh, because obviously we were concerned. We knew Ad Gaucher had not been given a contract extension. We knew he wanted one. Uh, we also knew the smoke uh, the, the the smoke alarm was going off. When we saw, uh, you know, Jackson State's AD get a get a deal, you know, and it, so all the all the uh, flags were the warning signs were there, but I'm going to go back. We we talked about there was there was a board of governors meeting that was supposed to come up. What was it last month? Was uh the board of governors meeting? And remember, originally we saw FAMU on the actual agenda. That uh, never happened. FAMU Athletics. FAMU Athletics was supposed to be on the agenda to talk about the budget. Do we? Are we at a point of being able to say what happened there? 
Do we know what happened? We're not there. Okay. You can still look. We, we, anybody that's we, on this line right now could get, put in a request for information. Anything concerning the university, because FAMU is a public institution, any contracts that we have out there, we have the right to put in a request for everything that's out there concerning FAMU. It's public information. So we need to be putting in our requests so that we can be the informed nation that we need to be so that we can go forth and push for the right changes to manifest. Again, this this has gone on way too long. Now, let me just go back to Mr. Gaucher for a minute because, again, he's not Real quick. innocent. Real quick. Real quick. One minute, Kofi. Go ahead. No, I mean he's just not, you know, he's good. He's got his be- he's got his good qualities. But again, there are some things that he's done, and everybody wants to know what things, you know, that's out there that um <laughs> that caused President Robinson to to do the things that he basically get rid of him. You know? So again, he resigned. When you hire he resigned, staff, Kofi. He resigned. He resigned, he resigned because there resigned. was pressure that was he put resigned. on there. He resigned. Under pressure. Under pressure. Yeah, okay. well. <laughs> he resigned. Whatever y'all want to say, he, re- he resigned under pressure. Okay. Under okay. pressure. Okay. Whatever y'all want to say, he resigned. So let's yeah. make under sure pressure. we're no. accurate. To, to sure Kofi's point. About what we say. Yes. To Kofi's point, you're saying if this has been a long time coming, there should have been a shortlist. Now, the question is, would we want President Robinson to create the shortlist? Do we think he's capable of doing that and getting somebody who could take us to the next level? But the point is... He should have I mean, been had, at, and again, sorry. Hey, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. If he, if A.D. Gaucher already showed being his age and being, um, what's the word? Uh, Young. Aggressive. That, he's, that he wants to, he's, this is a stepping stone for him. So regardless, whether it came to him resigning, getting fired, or he got hired to the next thing, there should have been a short list already of people. There should have already been radar out there looking for somebody who's going to be the next person to take us to the next level. And to go back to an interim without doing a short list of people that you've already identified, this is going to keep us in the same place and hopefully not take us backwards. So yeah, regardless of how things happen or how A.D. Gaucher left, there should have already been some things in place or at least some ideas and thoughts and names of, okay, we're going to go snag this person. We're going to go talk to this person. How, why I'm linked on Michael Smith and those previous uh, uh, tenures as the interim. Well, how long was he there? Oh as my the God. I know, I know in one case it was 10 months, uh, around 10 months. The second time, I, I'm not sure, but uh, it couldn't have been too much more than that. Maybe a year and no, a half. No, it's about the same. So he's yeah. you know keeping okay. his feet warm, but I mean so when the, you, when you yeah, see stuff like this at other when you see stuff like this at other colleges, and I don't know what kind of function or dysfunction they have, they have a name in their back pocket. Now it could be their own little mafia, their own little Illuminati bringing those names, but they they. They're not coming in there with like, okay, let's go get the same dude we've been using well, but 15 years ago. Let's be fair about that because in, in cases that I've seen of athletic directors leaving, it was usually known that he was going to leave. It was like, hey, so-and-so is going to be stepping down in two to three months. So you have two, three months or however long 
to begin your process of planning for the next person. Uh, you find me but a school right. that all of that the signs have been there for almost a year that he wasn't going to be here much longer. Either him publicly posturing for other jobs or the lack of him getting an extension was a clear message. And that that article that came out that was a, a vote of confidence, you don't get a vote of confidence unless somebody is un, not confident in you. So the signs were there. So if you're, if you're the person that's the head and <clears throat> all these things are coming around and you kind of know either from not extending the contract or seeing these articles from other people about a vote of confidence and that they're get, somebody's getting wind that your job's in jeopardy, then if you know, if you're the person that has to hire the next one, then you can't be waiting until after you fire him or, or get a public resignation in order to have some names. If, if but you guys have already just said that Dr. Robinson is a you guys have already said Dr. Robinson is a thoughtful person that he likes to take his time in in terms of analyzing and thinking about things that while that may be true Marcus he may have also been waiting to see if other things develop before he went that route yes is that I mean I, at least I would think so it's not that I mean the contract didn't inspire until expire until November he probably had until it, it'd be three years in November. December second. So if anything, huh? December second. Okay, so that means you you had the summer, even going into the early part of fall, to begin that process. If you were going to negotiate with AD Goshadji, you were going to wait until the end of this school year and go into the months of May and June with that negotiating process, and then begin any kind of potential uh, new deal or extension at the beginning of July. I'm just using the timeline, the new school year, the new uh, calendar beginning on July 1. That's that's just my guess. So if there was going to be an announcement, you would have thought, yes, I'm going to make a change in the summer. Uh, you know, but, you know, that that I don't think it's as easy to just flip the script and go from one AD to the next. All right, let's take a break. We got to take a break and come back with some more discussion. Get ready to open up the phone lines uh, to you guys out there. I know Rattler Nation's got a lot to say. Uh, Scotty, no, you can't call in. Just kidding. Uh, good people out there. Shout out to Scotty, Karen Griffin, Edwin Moore out there. Jay Stokes, Montre Bennett. Uh, is in the house watching us. I saw uh, Dexter Martin on Facebook. Stephen Campbell, great comments as well. Kendrick uh, Hayes out there uh, looking for some other people. All of you on Facebook and Twitter, make sure you hit that uh, like button. If you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button on YouTube, on Facebook as well. Hit the like button. Get ready. We'll give out that phone number here in just a moment, and we'll see uh, what Rattler Nation, what you guys have in mind. And uh, we look forward to interacting with you in a moment. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back right after these words. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. 
high-quality cigars, plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Q-Time is a classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q-Time, an Urban Passport member. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best Black College baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for Black Baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. So what you saying? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the OG Strike Zone. Brian Kelvin, Kofi, and a special guest Marcus Green. Uh yeah, that number right there, that's what you heard. That's the phone lines. We're about to open them up. All right, a little few ground rules as we get ready to open up the phone lines to hear you. A, we'll come on. We'll ask you name, where you're from. We ask that you please, please, please don't use any profanity. You know, we are, you know, we, we, we try to be a clean family show as much as we can. So we just ask that you don't use profanity. When you're on, uh, you know, when you're on the air, we'll give you uh, 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 some time to give your question or comment. We're not going to do a deep discussion on the phone line. So your opportunity to uh, get your thoughts off your chest um, or make a comment as you would like to do. If you got anything specific, address it to that person. And, uh, you know, we will go from there. Our producer will cut you off. If you uh, if you get out of control, all right. So here's the phone line. All right, the phone. Write them down now. I'm not going. 
Uh, maybe we'll post them up there online. It's six seven eight four five nine four two three six. Again, six seven eight four five nine four two three six. Yes, Scotty, I got to do ground rules. You know, I got to do ground rules with the phone calls. Just just like a real radio show. You know, we we gotta we gotta keep it clean out here on these streets. We want to hear from you, Rattler Nation. Let us you know what what did you like. What you know about the the uh, Courtney Gauthier and his administration? What what kind of things are you not happy about today? There's a lot of division among Rattler Nation. We want to hear from you again. Six seven eight four five nine four two three six. That's the number to call. Um, quality. All right, here we go. So I ask the next question in a moment. Uh, first caller of the ONG Strike Zone. Caller, what's your name and where are you from? Am I on the bonus strike zone? Oh, Lord. Uh, yes. You, yes. Know who that yes. Is. <laughs> you know who that clown is. What you want, man? <laughs> what's going on? Hey, guys, you guys are having a great show. Hey, uh, my, question is, my question is this. When does anybody like how do you guys hold your your president accountable for the multiple ad's uh that have been hired like what does that process look like you know um after so many you i, I feel like kofi you know what i'm saying it, it can't be all up on the ad's and i want to also say something to kelvin how you you said that he should be honored that they hired him but wouldn't that be bad that you gave somebody an opportunity that really shouldn't have got the opportunity like, even though he did a lot with it you know what I'm saying? But just from what you said, he should be honored that he was hired. But that means he shouldn't have been hired. You get what I'm saying? So, But that's it, guys. Loving the show. I'm going to sit back and watch. Thank you. All right. Uh, Kobe well, and Kelvin. Let me, let, me speak to the first, yeah. let me speak to the first thing in terms of addressing and holding President Robinson accountable. President Robinson answers to the Board of Trustees. So whenever we have a Board of Trustees meeting, you should – you should communicate or find a way to communicate with them. If you have their email addresses, all of that information is located on Google. You get that information, you send an email to all of the trustees. In addition to that, President Robinson is also accountable to the Board of Governors. Any information or concerns that you have in regards to President Robinson's performance should go to the Board of Governors. They are the people that are able to hold President Robinson accountable. In addition to that, the National Alumni Association uh, National Meeting is in Tallahassee. So if you are a concerned constituent or alum of Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University, you should uh, find your way to the convention to say what needs to be said. Because at this point, this is an election year. This is a big year uh, as we elect local and state governments. We also locate... I want to say we want to um, we're also electing officials on the National Alumni Association Committee. So whoever serves on that committee serves also as an ambassador for the alumni for the most part. But if you have a voice, use your voice. We need all hands on deck to state, Miss, you know, hey, about what you really feel about president Robinson's performance concerning athletics. I love the academic side that he's done. And I apologize for those of you that may have been offended for me calling president Robinson raggedy. His performance is raggedy when it comes to athletics. It's inconsistent and it's not consistent with the values of our, our beloved institution. It's not right. But if you want to hold them accountable, we need all hands on deck to write 
the parties, the Board of Trustees and the Board of Governors, and our National Alumni President. I want to interject one quick thing. Now, he's hired a lot of ADs and interim ADs, but I just don't remember how many he hired or put in position as permanent president, because he's been interim president twice, and he's only been permanent president since Elmira Mangum left. So, and I'm not absolving him of that, but if he's interim pres and he's putting in interim AD and he's not going to be there, you have to kind of take that in consideration too. I'm not right. saying he's not accountable, but I'm just asking in terms of permanent pres. I mean, that's when he's accountable in the chair, not just keeping it warm. That's 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 a cute way of looking at it. Um, you know, for me, he's been there long enough. He's been in position too many times, and we have seen this dog and pony show before. This is not his first go round with this foolishness, and I'm sick and tired of it. I'm ready for him to go. Kelvin, go ahead with. If that, I had a magic uh, wand, I would get a magic wand. And just simply say, "Poof, be gone!" Like gone. A la peanut butter sandwiches, abracadabra, whatever the magic line is. When the dark Calvin, clouds please, gather, please, Kelvin, gone. Kelvin, please, please. <laughs> Scotty, you're right, man, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Initially, with the background, you know, of of Courtney, it, on paper it was a bad hire. All right, he wasn't qualified. He didn't have a robust amount of experience. I mean, he was 31. He just had just graduated. What? Uh, seven years prior. So to turn the keys over to someone with his limited background at a program like FAMU at that, at an HBCU, that's that's a tough ask. But he, he did the best he could with the opportunity, though. I'll give him that. All right. Uh, caller number two, uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Stephen Campbell, and I'm calling from all over the place. Loving the show, guys. <laughs> Loving the show. <laughs> I, I just got a question for Kelvin because I had no idea that he worked in in a previous role in the athletic department. So I'm going to ask him a question. If Gaucher did not do the things, you say, hey, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. Tell me what he did to get fired. Why do you think he got fired? Because that's the issue what everybody is having. Everybody is having issues of why the man got fired because I'm going to tell you something perception to the rest of us that are quote unquote are not in the know like you, Kelvin, are looking at the LeBron James deal. They're looking at the barnstorming deal. They're looking at like as, um, the ESPN deal that we had with the um, documentary series. They're looking at just the overall sports brand. And I've been around FAMU since 1988. And we have not, as powerful as Florida A&M as a university, we have never been great in sports the way we should be. And this is the first time in my 30-year history of being around FAMU that I have seen where all the sports have the ability to be where we should be at as we are academically. So I want to know the question just simply, what is the man not doing why you think he should have got fired? Plain and simple. Can we say technically he did not get fired? Technically he resigned? Kelvin, hold on before you answer that question real quick. I want to step in and do one of the – primary disclaimer somebody just asked yes the the black college sports network has a financial connection we have a contract that we do simulcasting deals with urban edge networks now with that being said i tell them like i tell everybody else that is not going to stop us from telling the truth 
and releasing all the information that we know is fact. We don't do a lot of innuendo, but we will let people know when there's a discussion that needs to be had, we will have it. Because that's one of the problems that we've had as HBCUs for a very long time, that we sweep things under the rug and we don't bring them to light. We have a very intimate understanding of the things that happen in Florida A&M athletics. Trust me. So we know some of the things that are going on, and that's why I will not allow them to say certain things that don't or cannot be backed up by fact unless they are stating their opinion. Thank you for your time. Kelvin, you can answer your question. So some of it, Steve, will be speculative, and then some of it is, you know, just inappropriate to talk about. At the end of the day, you, you have to get along with the university attorney. You have to get along with the person who hired you, the president. You have to get along with the leadership team because you rely on all those people to help you do your job successfully, particularly at HBCUs. He did not get along and establish the relationships he needed to with those group of people. And a decision was made by the same person who hired him for him to go. Now, there are some things, I'm telling you, there are some things that, you know, just not appropriate to air out publicly. But there, 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 there were some, there were some legitimate things that could happen um, that still might be in litigation, and I leave it at that. So again, let me let me say, Ad Gaucher resigned. Let's be clear I'm about that. Now, the, uh, okay, what do you want to say in parentheses after that? Uh, technically, he did resign, and so that that's the official. That's official. That's that's fact. Okay, so why? That's a lot of people have questions as to why. So let's just uh, let's just put it. Um, do we have another caller? We have another caller on the line. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Okay, this is Mister Ford from Atlanta. Can you hear me? How you doing, Mister yeah. Ford? Oh, yes, oh, can, sir. <laughs> okay, how's it going? Listen, uh, I think I think it's imperative that you, with what FAMU is doing and what FAMU is building, because you got to understand now, you've given Willie Simmons far more than you gave Billy Joe. And so what I'm saying is this, whoever replaces Mr. Gaucher needs to be somebody that's already at Florida A&M, somebody that's on his staff. You don't want to bring in an outsider who might have a adverse relationship with Willie Simmons causing you to lose him. So it's very important that whoever is on Mr. Gaucher's staff, he needs to take that position. Listen, y'all having a great show and, and uh, good night. Okay. All right. Thank you. And, and, well, that would be uh, ahead, Cooney. He's the, he's the, he's I the disagree with that. Why, are you, are, are no, you shaking your head? Marcus. Marcus. All, all respect for Mr. Four. I disagree with that. And I say, because you need to have, someone who's going to be progressive and take the department to the next level. And if that's someone internal or external, but I don't know if being a FAMUAN hundred percent should be the deciding factor, but you need someone who's going to build upon the good things that were done and hopefully affect change for the things that need to be corrected. And I guess where another thing is in terms of the FAMU culture itself, I mean, we all, we're all, at least me, and I know Kelvin, maybe Kofi, we're all about the same era. And we've seen things from back in the Humphrey era, you know, as much as we, you know, romanticize it 
a lot of this political stuff, a lot of the um, nepotism, a lot of the things that just continue to fester. And that's what we got to root out, whether it was athletics, academics, the administration, all that stuff. And so with all respect to Mr. Ford, picking somebody who's already a fan, he's going to get us more of what we got. We need to have someone and have an administration that's going to be supportive, whether it's someone internal or external, but somebody who's going to be there and be progressive and we're not be going going back to doing paper stuff and all these other things. Even some of the things that we do in this year that are progressive are things that are behind, like even at the baseball field, you know, got to take cash only. Why? Because we don't have enough Wi-Fi out there to swipe and do something like modern modern programs do. And that's something we need to go on. We need somebody with that progressive mindset to take us to that next level and even embrace the common things like UCF putting a QR code so they can market their team. We talked about that almost 10 years ago in the pit, you know, and it's like all those ideas and someone who's a progressive or even has an ear to listen to perspectives and do something different to take us to the next level. And that isn't, you can, we can't say a hundred percent that that's someone that it could be someone at FAMU now. So it's not totally dismissing Mr. Ford, but it may not be. But whoever it is needs to be able to get along with the, the stakeholders, the fans, his or her boss, and everybody else for the benefit of the program. Kofi, I know you had a question. You look like you wanted to jump in there real quick. Yes, no? I was in alignment with uh, my brother Marcus uh, with what he was saying. Um, with all respect to my brother, Mr. Ford, and uh, his contribution to HBCUs and, and the show on this evening. Um you know, the the Humphreys area era was successful largely because Humphreys was all in concerning mm-hmm. athletics. Yes, Humphreys was all in concerning athletics. He understood the relationship between athletics and the growth of the institution. So he would do things to make sure that the hundred was taken care of and that athletics was taken care of. And that we had people in position that could win. In 1990, we won football, basketball, baseball, I think women's basketball, men's tennis, and women's tennis. That's six titles, and it may be seven. Probably you know, volleyball and but softball, that's because too. <laughs> who? Probably volleyball Maybe and softball. softball. I'm too. not sure if we who volleyball softball. and softball probably. Oh, volleyball. We had that as well. So again, it begins and ends with our president and what his desire is for the institution regarding athletics. You know, even going back to uh, athletes that were in need uh, or trying to get. Um, admitted to the university, you know, um, if Humphreys is there, you know, uh, Earl Holmes doesn't have the problem getting the SEC athletes that were ready to transfer to FAMU into FAMU. You know, if Humphreys is there, we're not worried about Ola Coden going to South Dakota State or Kamari Averett, who's at Bethune-Cookman, who's probably uh, definitely a pro prospect. He would have been on our offense, you know, but our administration has some crazy restrictions because I don't think they see necessarily the big picture. Anytime you're more 
committed and submitted to a piece of paper than the heart of the institution, you know, I'm kind of like, I look at you kind of sideways, you know, because at the end of the day, we are still in HBCU and we should still have strong HBCU vows. I mean, I'm not saying admit somebody that's got a 2.1 GPA. And I, I mean, FAMU is legitimately turning away people with 375s, 385s, 4.0s, 4.5 GPA. And these people are going to other schools and excelling. Meanwhile, we don't have the money because we don't have the enrollment because somebody chickened out when it came to uh, confronting the Board of Governors about the path of our university. It's ridiculous. Uh, before we get ready to take a quick break, got a question for not only you guys, but for uh, just in general, as we talk about and something that Mr. Ford said got me thinking about this. Is there a problem? Um, well, I, no, not at the moment. Uh, we're going to take a break real quick. Um, how much of an influence Simmons going to have, or maybe how much of an influence should Coach Simmons have in the hire of the new AD? Just putting that out there is just something to think on. Don't answer right at the moment. We'll answer on the other side of the break. And I say that because him being the head of the football program, the most visible coach that we have, um, I think it's worth asking that question uh, in, in, in life. Uh, so let's do this. Again, coming back after the break, more, uh, we'll drop the phone number again. For those of you who might have missed it, we want to hear from you. We love the comments out there on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. There's a lot of you out there on YouTube that haven't hit that like button. Go ahead and give us a thumbs up. You know you like the content we're giving right now. Your your <laughs> your best place to react on things that are going on right now after the resignation of Athletic Director Courtney Gaucher. You're watching the. And if she's taking resignation we'll for our numbers to be up, <laughs> we'll be back right after these words. Oh. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. 
Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillars of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Q-Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q-Time, an Urban Passport member. For two... Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, <laughs> Kofi, special guest Marcus Green joining us My right now. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, everyone who's uh, chatting us up on uh, Facebook and YouTube especially. Uh, let me go ahead and give out the number here. Uh, we'll take a few more calls. We want to hear from Rattler Nation. Any thoughts and comments? So when I come to you, when we open the phone lines, we ask that remember, no cussing. Uh, you know, just keep it clean. We try to be a family show and, uh, we'll call your name. Let us know your name, where you're calling from, and then, uh, ask your comment or, uh, go ahead with your comment, ask your question. We want to hear from you. The number again is 678-459-4236. Again, 678-459-4236. Caller, uh, you're on the line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good evening, gentlemen. It is the official like police from the one and only off script. And Let's go. I was told that there was a special request for Miss Script to go and do the one thing that I know how to do best. So with that being said, I called in all the way from Atlanta to Rattler Nation. To say, if you all do not get these likes up, I'm going to go into one of my grandmama's prayers. And trust me, it's fresh. She just 
made it to heaven's gate. So I'm sure y'all do not want me to tarry on the phone tonight. Let's go ahead and get these likes up for these gentlemen as they are doing a wonderful job. And I am thoroughly enjoying the show. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, Miss Chris. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You guys go ahead and get those, get those likes up, please. Thank uh, you, We Keith. appreciate it. <laughs> Make sure to get those likes up. Make sure you're following the Black College Sports Network as well as the ONG Strike Zone. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Get the uh, likes up here on the YouTube page. If you're on watching us on Facebook as well, we appreciate it. You can all you can definitely find this show also part of the BCSN Pod Zone. It will be a Pod Zone available. You can always go back and watch it on YouTube and Facebook as well. Because I know somebody that may be late to the show, late to the party, is like, "What just happened? What happened to our AD?" Well, this is your chance to share with How them. They Got donate, another caller though? on the line. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? What's happening, fellas? This is Kenya calling from New York. And so I want right. yeah. to What's up, hey, Miss Sykes? Hey, how y'all you know, I'm in my hey. feelings today. I'm in my feelings today. And, um, you know, Tell us. It's been Tell a rough us how day. you feeling. Um, you know, sad day. I'm sad for Rattler Nation. I'm pissed off. And, you know, the reason is, is that I look at the instability that we find ourselves in, you know, yet again. And, um, you know, my, my concern is that we have this wonderful brand, and then I see universities like A&T. You know, I see JSU starting to eclipse us in the area of stability, right? And my main concern is about alumni. Alumni have started to give because we could visibly see the progress. So, Kelvin, I know you say, you know, a lot of stuff been been happening behind the scenes. We know that. You know, family is great. It will always be great. But the problem is that we haven't been able to see the growth. And now that we're able to actually see the progress, alumni started to give. Last year was one of the best seasons that I've seen in years in Bragg Stadium. It was like we were back to where we used to be. And what's going to happen now, what you're already starting to see, and it's coupled up with tomorrow's 1887 strikes, is alumni starting to close those pocketbooks now. And that's the main concern. And my heart goes out to the student athletes, right? Because they're the ones who are going to suffer because alumni, we only give where we can see it happening. And we see that change and we see that progress being made. So we can say what we want about Gaucher. Um, and maybe he was the beneficiary of some stuff that was already in the works, but he made it pop off. He made it happen. And we saw that visible change and those dollars started to release and help move that progress forward. So I'm really concerned about that. And I've seen it already in the alumni pages where some of our top donors are now saying they're not going to give right now until they see how this is going to shake out. And so I just, again, my heart is heavy. I've been cursing all day. And so I'm going to keep it PG now. But um, I just wanted to call in. I love you guys. Keep doing what you do. And I'm going to keep supporting, but I'm a little bit pissed off right now. So later. Abba. We appreciate you. Thank you. And, and those sentiments, uh, we, we would encourage you, let let President Robinson know. His email address is out there. We know what it is. We know your displeasure. Uh, I know the National Alumni Association also, uh, I think I, 
I saw messages where they they put it out there. Uh, we have to let the president know. Um, whatever the reasons, um, we need to know what those reasons are. And then more importantly, we need to know what is happening going forward. We want to lie. Um, because as you said, here we are coming up at the end of the school year, the end of the, the spring season, but we're going into the, the, uh, the, the last couple of months. I mean, you know, uh, it, it is no disrespect to Mr. Smith. I mean, but is that who's leading us into the fall? Uh, who's leading us into the fall with all of the momentum is that that's a big question. And, and you, and, and, and here we are just think last uh, how much money did did AD Gaucher raise on that strike tour in the summer? What was that? Half Almost five hundred thousand. Half a mil. Half a mil. I I got to imagine with with the first summer without without COVID, uh, I got to imagine they were going to try to eclipse that number this summer. What now? And it still could happen. It could still happen. You know, but. So. We gotta, we gotta push, man. I, I don't want to see Mike Smith in the fall. Love him. He was Mr. Excitement back in the day. Ran the opening kickoff in the Grambling game back in 1983. Back to the one yard line. It was amazing. He's great, great, great rattler. Great guy. He's got a great heart. But he's part of that regime that makes me look at fam. You side eye. Like, why do you keep going back to this same person? I know he's got the experience. But my God, again, if you're going to make a move like this and put the pressure for something like this to happen, surely you've got a plan. And if you don't have a plan, I'm going to be upset. I'm and that's what I was very, saying earlier, Kofi, about the short Very list. upset. So you talk, what, 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 I, I like the topic. We, we're talking about what's next, right? Where do we go from here? Mm. And I think everybody got good points. It's a couple of things I want to throw on the table. Uh, so right now, I athletic budget in the two years since uh, Gauthier Bennett hasn't changed. Uh, it's right around somewhere eighty five, eight point five million or so. Mm, uh, so that's honestly, our athletic that's, budget. That's our athletic budget, right? That's ridiculous. And so not. So not everything is included in that budget. There's some, I know, there's some logistical, some operational, and some facilities, things that are included in that number. So when folks say that, you know, while we recognize things have improved, there are some things from a financial standpoint have yet to be reaped. And, and that's our next step, right? We're not going to be consistently competitive in multiple sports every year and year out unless we get that athletic budget somewhere between 12 and 15 million a year. That's what it requires. And that's still only, you know, 16 million is the average, is the medium right now. So the, the kind of discussions we've got to have is the P3, you know, uh, something that generates revenue. If you want be athletics to be uh, self sufficient year round, that requires that you got to have revenue streams that athletics can produce. So P3, where you have stadium, food, retail, all that into something that can, similar to College Town, is a way of actually athletics being able to sustain itself. And so those are kind of, so we, have, we need big ideas. 
let's stop for a second. Let, 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 because, let, let, hold on, hold on. Let Calvin finish your point because we got another caller on the line. Finish your point, Calvin. Well, I, that's it. I, I'm just saying we, it's some big ideals. There's nothing new. You know, we've done um, feasibility studies. We've 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 done uh, actually procurement processes for P3s and so forth for this very reason. So we can get out of this constant turnover. <laughs> excuse me, turnover of just having uh, just student fees, which we don't want to raise. And you know, when Lou and I get mad and so forth, season tickets, <laughs> that that whole thing. We need some other revenue streams that athletic can generate. And so AP3 is a way of doing that. So that's what I would like to see. That's the next level for me. All right, hold, hold your thought, Kofi, for a second. Let's get to our caller. Caller, you're on the line. What's your name? Where are you from? What's going on, fellas, man? It's AD, man. Just had to call in and let y'all know y'all been on a roll tonight, fellas. Kelvin, Kofi, Marcus, and, of course, my partner, Brian. What's going on, man? What's, What's going good, on, brother? Drew? What's good? Doing good. Nothing much, man. Nothing much, man. What's your, what's your, what's your thought, brother? I, I, I'm still trying to piece all of this stuff together in, in my head. Obviously, uh, we've been around this game long enough to know, and we've been around FAMU long enough to know where there's smoke, there's fire. And the match was uh, finally lit today, it seems like, when it comes to A.D. Gauthier. So, uh, you know, and you guys brought it up earlier. When you get that vote of confidence, that is one of those telltale signs. And having seen this situation before, you know, when somewhere along the line it's apparent that A.D. Gauthier lost the confidence of the president, now, we may or we may not ever find out what was that trigger that made him lose the confidence of the the president or lost the confidence of enough people who had their, their ear, had the ear of the president where they were forced to make this move because the president, in order to save face, sometimes you get rid of the the people below you in order to save your face. That's what it may look like that this situation is to me. All right. Appreciate you calling in, AD. Mm-hmm. Uh, wise words. Hey, man, look. Uh, please, uh, this, this thing, there's, there's, levels, there's levels to this. Uh, and again, uh, we, we can only, we're not going to speculate and um, we may read about it in other places, put it like that. Uh, mm. Kofi, what was your thoughts that you wanted to touch on before uh, Drew called in? Well, I wanted to talk about athletic budgets because, again, this is something that, that points, again, back at Larry Robinson, back at our board of trustees, and where we're trying to go, why enrollment is so so important. North Dakota State has 14 thousand students okay their athletic budget is over 20 million ours is what kelvin 8.5 i mean it's laughable but we want to beat north dakota state 
But you, you also have to, though. when you say that, Drew, when you say that, though, Kofi, you also have to explain the fact that in a public, we are one of how many public institutions, 11, 12 in the state of Florida. They are one of two, if I'm not mistaken, in North Dakota. I get it. But I want people to have a reality check as well. Um, Sam Houston State. You know, again, they're moving up, but their budget is nineteen point five million. What's our budget, Kelvin? Eight point five. But we talking about championships. We talking about Look, beating we, people. We love to talk trash, but I want a reality check to where we are right now and why it's important to have an administration that A understands that and B does what's necessary to make sure that these departments, along with academics, has everything that it needs. You know, our enrollment matters. When you talk about you student fees, and we're down to eight, <clears throat> eight thousand, eight some odd thousand students when we used to be at thirteen. Enrollment's been that's capped, throwing away millions. It's throwing away millions of dollars that could have been ready for athletics to use. But because we haven't led the nation in National Merit Achievement Scholars in years, we haven't led the nation in terms of uh, graduating African-Americans in years. We haven't led it. So apparently it must not be necessarily a priority. I credit President Robinson for being a great stabilizer. But at this point, FAMU needs a visionary that understands success for FAMU on all fronts. At this point, it's not him. He's proven to us on multiple occasions the kind of guy he is and what his focus is. Get, I mean, what are we going to do? You cannot continue to do the same thing and expect something different to happen. As long as Larry Robinson remains in that seat, FAMU will not prosper in athletics. Period. Uh, we got another caller on the line. Caller, what's your name? Where you from? Hello? Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you from? Yes, this is uh, Mike Reed from Tampa, Florida. Okay, Mike. How you doing, uh, brother, Mike? How you, brother? Go doing? ahead, Mike. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to put it out there to you, brother Kofi. Eight and a half million dollars doesn't do much of anything. He's breaking my up. Challenge I can is, hear my challenge is not to just our administration. My challenge is to me, to you, everybody listening, everybody on these message boards out here, everybody on Facebook. If we want to do better than what we're doing right now, it's time for us to rest control of our athletic department. I was just up there in Tallahassee this past weekend, just driving around, trying to get some stuff in place for for uh for family homecoming weekend i for some reason i did not see but six people on our campus the entire weekend i went down the hill to railroad square up and down game street and so forth and it looks like being a, i don't want to say bourbon street but it looks like it's like two whole different cities but what college town is college town became the creation of a bunch of Florida State boosters who got tired of getting getting embarrassed by the likes of Wake Forest and North Carolina State and Louisville. And they sat down long enough
to craft a plan to financially subsidize the vision that they wanted to see happen. And now you see hotels going from Cascade down to Lake Bradford down there. You see Bill a, a, a Campbell, which is nothing but an erector set like the former Bragg, totally revamped. Everything surrounding Sam is damn near garnered in gold right now. That's the result of a number of people sitting down long enough. When we have these conventions, when we go to these classics, instead of sitting down and partying all the damn time, it's time to put some business and some substance behind all this party. When, I, I want to challenge you, me, all of, all of us listening. It's time for us to map out just what the hell kind of program do we want to have representing FAMU. Because the students can't subsidize it with fees. The, the subsidy, I think the, the athletic fee is something like $17 a credit. So, so the average kid is only going to, a, a kid that's going 30 credits a year is only going to contribute $500. Right now, we may have 9,000 9, kids up there. Okay, 9,000 kids at $500 only $4.5 million. So where do we come up with that other four and a half million that gets us to the eight and a half right now? It's, it's, it boggles my mind. But if we want to, if we want to create a program that's going to rival the Sam Houston states, the North Dakota states, even the A&Ts and all these guys who are now bolting for the CAA, it's time for us to do like what the Gators, Gators do, like what Ohio State and them do. They rest control of their program and they dictate to the damn school what they want to have done because they put the money up for it. Them guys down the street of Florida State, they got $27 million for what? To do an additional enhancement to, to Doe Campbell, like, like it needed something. We got handed $10 million just to, just to remove, eradicate rust off the stadium. I'm, I'm a little perturbed. I'm I'm like Kenya. I'm a little missed tonight that I, that our AD has left. I don't blame him because of all of the, the the back office behind the music nonsense that he probably had to go and and go and uh, you know undertake. So, brother man, brother uh, Gauthier, I appreciate what you've done because we would not have gotten this far had you not been here. But my challenge is to Rutland Nation, what the hell y'all want to do with this damn athletic program? And I'm going to leave it at that and listen to you guys. Well said, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Um, I hope tomorrow, tomorrow is the first day of uh, the uh, FAMU Day Giving. Um what is that? The uh, 1887, 1887 strikes. strikes. Uh, that that's a annual <clears throat> giving day for students at Florida A&M University. I know there's a lot of alumni that are upset. You heard Kenya talk about their people. They're already alumni considering pausing on donations and things. I hope tomorrow is not that day, Rattler Nation. Tomorrow does not need to be the day to go on strike with your donations to the university. Tomorrow's a day to support the students. So let's make sure tomorrow and Friday 
is that day where you you give in support of our student athletes. And again, we want to encourage you. Let Dr. Robinson know how unhappy you are. And then, yes, now after Friday, hey, look, let's speak with our financial dollars. Like Mike said, if you're unhappy about the way things are, okay. I mean, hey, hey Brian, <laughs> let's 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 try to encourage people. Like like Kofi mentioned earlier, we have a um, alumni association uh, convention national in, in Tallahassee yes. in June. And the board yes. of trustees meeting is also that same week in June, the first week in June. So Beautiful. there's a perfect opportunity and platform to be constructive, not to hold yes. nothing back, but in order to interject in the process and make sure that moving forward, that we have a voice and that what has been decided is something we want to do. Let me add, athletics specifically, since we this is an athletic show, we talk about athletics. Let's make sure we... We, we got to get the foundation and the leadership to do a capital campaign and capital campaign for athletics, right? And and in that should include endowed athletic scholarships. It should be um, also facilities. So, so these are things, constructive things that normal functioning universities with successful athletic programs do capital campaigns p3s etc we have to get those things from just a talking point to actual action so that's what i would encourage rather nation to do well said if i can well add said, the, uh, the point, yeah go ahead and go also ahead, to tie in what what kenya and, and actually what kenya what mike reed said you know they're talking about a holding the money Mike was basically saying is that you got to put some money into it and let them know you got skin in the game and you're going to listen to me. So we can't have it both ways. We can't pull back because it's looking bleak, but then want to have a say so if we're not making contributions, because that that's the leverage that you have. So you don't want to give that up. So I'm hoping that everybody participates in the 1887 strikes tomorrow. And to Kelvin's point, he said for years in terms of our, our protocol, and also just the basic things that a lot of other programs are doing, we need to get our paradigms and our support just to do those things that are normal business activities. That's the, the standard business practices of an FCS football team and a division one program. And so just changing that paradigm in our mentality to say, we are going to do this and not scrimp and save and then, get the support and marshal the forces and have the right people in place that will continue to encourage us to do those things such that we're sustaining a program that is commensurate with being division one. Well said. Um, Kofi, any, any thoughts you want to jump in? Any final thoughts? Because before we get out of the show, we got to do the Rattler roundup uh, before we close out uh, any comments uh, that you feel like you, yeah, you have to get off your chest. I just want to reiterate this point about where we are right now. You know, our athletic budget is $8.5 million. People wonder how A&T got to where they are. Kelvin mentioned the whole capital campaign. Okay. Their athletic budget is $15.4 million. Okay. With the capital campaign, A&T has a total of 260 student athletes 
with 195 of them on full ride scholarships. Okay, over the last five years, it's no accident that they were able to collect more conference championships than any other university, 29, and winning half of half the total championships. This was just in 2017. Four out of five celebration bowls, all because somebody decided to commit. Their leadership decided to commit. Their alumni finally decided to commit. You know, they are all in. No shade, Agonation, no shade. Okay? But they have a reason to be proud because they've got a plan that is working, that they bought into, and they didn't just talk about a capital campaign. They didn't just say, oh, we're going to do a capital campaign, and then nothing happened. No, they got a capital campaign up, which, again, let me talk about because I love Dr. Friday Stroud, but we've been talking about this darn capital campaign for the last five years. Like, where is it? Where is it? You're getting paid to do a job. We need you to do the job because you're an integral part of what we are doing. And if you're, if you're, I want to say, if you're, if your jobs are dividing your attention to the point where you can't focus and bring about the manifestation of what needs to happen, you need to step down and let somebody that knows what they're doing do it. And again, this goes back to Robinson because you don't want to put them in place. Find somebody that knows what they're doing, that's competent in this, and let's get it done. The end. Well said. Uh, Kelvin, should we do the roundup real quick? Yes. Yes. All right. So, what are you going to start with? Uh, I was going to start with softball. Okay, uh, go ahead. Just, uh, just, just as a reminder to everybody, softball team uh, took two out of three right before Easter over Alabama A&M uh, last two games, winning 6-5 to five in the 11th inning and uh, 5-0. Uh, on Friday, this weekend, we are in Itabina, Mississippi, taking on Mississippi Valley State, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, the ladies have a record right now sitting at 16-25, and 10-8 in the conference. Uh, Got to give a shout-out to Christiana Beasley, who was named SWAC Pitcher of the Week. Uh, Christiana uh, struck, uh, let's see, she got two wins over the past week, struck out 14 batters, and had allowed a batting average of under one at 0. 0.094. So congratulations to Christiana, the SWAC Pitcher of the Week. Uh, make sure to show the ladies some love as they get ready to hit the road to Itabina. <laughs> golf, how about you go to golf? I know you got the golf update, Kelvin. Yeah, the golf uh Concluded the SWAT championship. They finished in third place. They got off to a horrible start. They were in last place, down by over 20 strokes uh, day yeah. one. And then the next day, to their um, to their benefit, they improved to third place uh, <laughs> within one day. They made up like 20 strokes. And over the last two days, they – if they had scored like they did the first two days, they would have won the tournament. They ended up losing by six to the six six strokes to the uh, champion. Oh, wow. But uh, so so they made up a lot of ground <laughs> over the last two days. And um, I'm sure we'll probably have Coach on next week 
And, and you know, again, he talked about how this team was young and he didn't know how, you know, what he would get and so forth. So I, I'll be interested to see uh, what he thought happened that first day. Yeah, um, it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what happened. Uh, Patrick Jean-Pierre was named to the SWAC first team after a fourth-place finish. And Ayush Bodhale, I hope I said that Hello. name right, was named to the SWAC second team after tying for eighth place. I thought I just – did somebody just say hello? Yeah, I think we got a caller. Uh, we got a caller on the line. Caller, what's your name? I, I I didn't know we had any more callers. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Lashanda Love. I'm calling from Houston. Oh, Lashanda, how you doing? Hey, y'all. <laughs> what's up? All right. I just... we we still we still got some time left on our on our uh, on our card here as we on the show. So, what's on your mind? What are your thoughts? Um, first of all, I just wanted to uh. Lend my support to FAMU. Uh, that's from GrandFam. Uh, I see what you guys are trying to do, and I, I stand with you in trying to make a better university for your students and for your student athletes. the end of the day, that's what it's about. And my hope is that all the adults in the room will figure it out and bring all the stakeholders to the table and, and come up with a plan to fix those things that you guys talked about, like your um, – your your revenue gap for your athletic department. I mean, I mean, you you guys laid it out pretty pretty simple and pretty plain for anybody that's willing to see and to hear what's actually going on. So what I would say is because I did get a message uh, from somebody that follows my page that uh, from FAMU and it was you know kind of upsetting and they said that you know they were going to stop giving and you know that's the wrong approach to me. So what I would suggest for you guys to do. At this time right now is the best time for y'all to start your NIL collective. If you guys don't trust or, you know, have some misgivings about how you see um, things going at your school, get your alumni organized. It's plenty of FAMU graduates with businesses and everything, and that way you control how the money flows and how you – how it's allocated through the NIL through the NIL deals that you do with your uh, student athletes, and that's why people. When I first started mine, people were like, "Oh my gosh, you're not attached to the university. You must be a scam." Well, now when when things happen, right now when you have your collective, we still have a way to get resources and things that the student athletes need, and we don't have to go through all that red tape. So. Um, you know, I think most alumni chapters are 501c3, so they have different rules and things they, that they have to go by to be able to get things accomplished. But, you know, look at your Florida laws. Uh, I think they repealed whatever DeSantis was trying to do. I think it got repealed. Um, I mostly look at the ones in Louisiana. But um, mm-hmm. study your laws. Get your LLC. Um, I have some contacts down there that are already a little further ahead than you guys may be with the uh, with your collective uh, that could could help y'all. So just any way that I can support, just let me know, and I will be more than happy because we we have to start being solution driven. We're gonna yes. always have coaches, administrators, and presidents that we don't like, and it's up to us as alumni to step in and fill those gaps. And I honestly feel like for HBCUs. 
that having your own collective where you control it and you're not just donating and hoping that the person that is in charge of it does right or at least up to your standard, you know, that way you guys can control the, the, how the resources flow and directly support the student athlete. Because at the end of the day, that's who's going to be hurt by all this infighting that we're doing. So excellent, I just to excellent add commentary. Mm-hmm. Thank point. you. Is it time for the thank time you for the old orange and green collective? I, is that it? Might be that time. <laughs> Let's I, go. It's a little, it's a little sooner strike. than what I was waiting for. They might look time at you. Strike. So like, you already know the <laughs> time to strike. Exactly. Hey, we're gonna have to recruit Let's her. Go. I think. <laughs> All right, look. Lashanda's Thank one you. of the best out there. Uh, we'll talk, Lashanda. Thank Thanks for calling. All right. Yeah, she, yeah, she man, runs I a mean, collective we need to do for a collective. Grambling. She, she's, she runs a collective for Grambling. So, I mean, she's on top of her stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So, there's no there's and, a reason and we why need Grambling to do that because. No, we absolutely 100% need to do that because, you know, I don't know. You know, I know a job of a president is to raise money for the institution. I know President Humphreys did a phenomenal job. I mean, I you know, but when was the last fundraiser you've seen Dr. Robinson do? Okay, you got me. Call, are you there? Hello? No, she gone. That's no, my point. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, um, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, what else? Did, I forgot what else. I, what, what else did we have in the roundup? Uh, baseball. Calvin, before we got baseball, yeah, baseball. Um, uh, specific. Uh, what am I missing from baseball? I know there was something I wanted to bring up. Um, we're on a losing streak. Go ahead. That's what. It, yeah, we're on a, yeah. we we, we yeah. lost three and we we've lost three in a row, all at home. And um, we need to take advantage of this uh, series we got coming up at home, and hopefully we'll do so. And and um, I'll be available, and I'll be in the building for sure this weekend. Yeah, we uh, lost two of three to Jackson State, then uh, three to one loss to South Florida. Uh, good game, tough loss. Now Alabama A and M's a team that we swept already. I would like to see, hopefully, that we can get back on track. Because the series, we've got Alabama A&M and Mississippi Valley State on our That's the next two series. So that means, like you said, taking advantage of it. I haven't looked at what Bethune and Alabama State have, but I think they play each other in one of those series. So let those two beat each other up, and that'll hopefully, if we can get six in a row or five out of these next six games, that'll put us in a good standing going into the uh, Alabama State Series, which is uh, my birthday weekend, May 6th, 7th, and 8th. So that'll be good. I may have to get to Tallahassee for that one to see what happens. Might celebrate. It's been a long time since I celebrated a birthday in Tallahassee. Uh, they didn't go – the last ones, uh, I don't remember. They didn't go too well. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I might not want to do that. Might not want to do that. Uh, what else? What other uh, sports do – oh, Marcus, give Recruiting. us a real quick – What's going on, FAMU football recruiting wise on the uh, here on this roundup segment? Well, we got two signing or two commitments, um, FBS transfers, a running back that I really like out of Edgewood High. Well, from Coastal Carolina. Yep, he was from Edgewater High School in Orlando, Florida. And I was liking him when he was uh, 
when he was a senior. I don't and his team went to the state championship. They lost to St. Thomas Aquinas, of course, Class 7A powerhouse. But he's coming in. He's committed. And then we also got another local guy who's transferred from the University of Kansas, a 6'3", a 190 defensive back uh, coming. He's a Devontae Wilson. He's a native of, of Quincy. Actually, I think he's from Savannah, but he played his high school senior yeah. year in uh, at Robert F. Monroe out in Quincy. Right. So he's coming. So he should add to the depth of the secondary. And, of course, Coach Riz is doing a bang-up job. We're already out to the offers for the class of 2025, 2026. A lot of kids coming through. So that's good. We did lose, or at least one person jumped in the portal. You know, our offensive lineman, Delonis Kabir, um, out of uh, Bell Glade, I think of Pahokee. So that's one loss. But also on the other front, we did sign a young lady out of North Carolina in tennis. And yesterday and today, we got two basketball commitments from JUCOs. Okay. And so we have... Uh, commitments in men's basketball. I haven't seen any in women's yet. Uh, the two young men, let me see, I'll get their names real quick. The young men in men's basketball. Uh, I know one, he just saw his commitment today. And other committed yesterday. So Jalen Bates, who's a 6'6 guard, uh, coming out of, a, looks like he bounced around two different JUCOs. One in Florida, maybe one in another southern state. And the other young man is Jordan Tillman, who's another guard. And actually, the first young man, Jalen Bates, is a guard forward. He's about 6'6". He can go either way. We did have a couple of people jump in the portal for men's basketball. And so we're losing two, gaining two. We did get a young lady who's uh, pretty good in tennis uh, from signing to the tennis team. So overall, we seem to have some good additions to the, to the family this week. Who's that? Who is that second basketball uh, guy that jumped in? Uh, we already know one. Johnny Brown. In. Johnny Brown, and then there's um, Keith Littles. I think it was Keith Littles. Littles, Littles yeah. was about a month ago. I remember Littles was about a John, month ago. Johnny Brown. Six, Johnny six, Brown. Nine he kid. jumped in this week. Yeah, six uh, nine kid who can who can shoot. Yes. But yeah. His, but 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 his minutes were just spotty. Some games he played. Some games. He didn't play. I never understood that rotation. But now, I, I'm yeah. kind of surprised. Well, go ahead. He has his own reasons for jumping, but with um, DJ Jones leaving, it seemed like he would have been primed to be the starter next. But I don't know. You never know. You don't know how the things are going behind the scenes. Right. Um. Still no word on uh, MJ. Do we know officially whether MJ is coming back or not? Still has not committed one way or the other, huh? No. Right. I think it's going to go into the summer. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, and also, I think we got a baseball commitment, too. Let me pull his name up. I just saw that today. Um, just a uh, – while you're looking that up, Marcus, one quick reminder. Next week's show, last opportunity, I think, before the draft. So, uh, we'll be if, – if we can, we'll try to see if we can uh, get some of our potential draft day – Guys on uh, Savion, uh, Marquise, Antoine Collier, maybe any of those guys that uh, have opportunity, Keenan Forbes, any of those guys who have opportunities, we'll see if we can get them on, kind of find out what they have planned. We know Marquise has been working out with uh, the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard about any other guys that have had workouts with individual teams. Uh, So we'll see 
And uh, we had one Rattler play in the USFL this past weekend, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Uh, Calvin Sykes, right? So, Ashley. Calvin, Calvin Ashley. Calvin Ashley. 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 Yeah. Calvin Ashley. I don't know where I got Sykes from, but Ashley. Yeah. yeah He's so. the media guy. Sykes is the media guy. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. So good to see. Yeah. (laughs) Good to see Hmm. Calvin is back. Uh, Good to see Ashley's back on the field. I know he had had an opportunity in the NFL, decided to take some time for his mental health. And, and uh, so good to see he he's back and and hopefully he's in a a good mindset and spirit. Did you ever find uh, the one person Marcus? I didn't, but I was just checking. We got another basketball commitment. Uh, Byron Smith. He's transferring from TCC. Okay. Okay. He's an, another so guard. Like, so coach is going. So that's three community college guys, guys who are going to come in probably into their sophomore, junior year. Interesting strategy. But, you know, we talked when we talked with coach back at the beginning of the year, we, we knew there wasn't going to be much in terms of high school guys that he was going to be looking for. He was probably going to be a portal junior college uh, looking for that. And, and maybe that's just based on the experience that he currently has, uh, just a different philosophy. So everybody's got their way of doing things. So we'll kind of see how it works out. All right. That's gotta, we got to wrap it up guys. We got to put this one to bed. Um, a lot of emotions, a lot of, a lot of thoughts. Uh, we, we can't address them all tonight, but, uh, we definitely will continue the conversation as we move forward in the next week's show looking at what we want in a candidate, what we want in an athletic director is maybe one of those qualities. And and that's the homework assignment for all of us to kind of be thinking about what are the kind of qualities. And and I know we hate comparing, uh, but you know, what else are you going to do? I mean, you got to be able to look at where you want to go and see where you're at and be able to kind of compare and say, how do we get there? Well, that person helped the university get there and then look at all the other things. But but more importantly, the big the biggest task and the biggest assignment is we have to let Dr. Robinson know how we feel. We have to let him know what we want. So if you're really upset, uh, one, we talked about getting involved with the National Alumni Association. That convention, the first weekend, first day of June, June 1 through the 4th, I believe. It's in Tallahassee. Great opportunity to come home, Rattlers. Uh, there's that trustees meeting before or at the beginning. That's where it all starts. So, yes, we can send the emails to Dr. Robinson. Please send them. Overload. Send them every day. Send one a day if you got to. Whatever it takes, flood his inbox. Let him know how you feel about the decision. Then we've got to also go and support. We've got to get there to the Alumni Association meetings. Make your voice heard there. And then lastly, we, we've got to have in mind what we want. I heard, I'd, I'd love what Mike Reed, <laughs> you're laughing at Steven, right? Uh, Mike Reed, <laughs> hey, look, Mike Reed, LaShanda Love, there are things out there. We have to put our money in places. We've got to be able to, the collective, maybe it's time to create that orange and green collective. Maybe it's time to put our financial resources. Who are those big boosters? The big boosters, you're upset? You're upset? Put your, put your money where your mouth is and let's 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 make something real happen at Florida AM. Let's make something real happen. All right. Um that's all for this show. Kofi, final words before we close. 
Rattler Nation, we are on uh, the cusp of change. So let's be the change that we want our nation to be, Rattler Nation to be. We, this is an election year. So all of the attention and all of the things that need to happen from a political standpoint for FAMU really does matter. Who's on the board of governors? Who's on the board of trustees? This is why we have to register people to vote. And this is why we need to develop and state our agenda so that we don't end up back in the same place, not just this year, but four years from now. We need to take this moment, let it sink in, but we also need to prepare for the future like never before. Let's not let this thing uh, stop what we're trying to do or where we're going, because it's time for us to succeed like never before. God bless. Calvin, final words. We must come together. We must have a vision. Our vision must be big. And we must push to have people in positions that will represent that and execute what we need. So please, please, Route Nation, do come to the alumni convention. Come to the Board of Trustees meeting in June. Um, also, Start to do your research and ask about, you know, some real estate foundation. That's an opportunity there. Ask about a uh, uh, capital campaign to include athletics with specific initiatives. And, and, and we need some dates and some times and some tangible um, metrics so that we know that we are on track. We have to act. We is enough time. The time is out for talking. We need action and we need people collectively, not one, but as one voice, we need to push that action. We're going to have to force it. Marcus, final thoughts. Uh, just to echo what Kofi and Calvin said, we need, we need a collective effort. We need everyone's support. We need your energy in order to make change. If you have ideas or even, or even challenge the current uh, administration to make sure that, that we're doing some of the things that other, other schools do it. Why not? I mean, FAMU's great and we have greatness inside of us, but we have to challenge ourselves not to get complacent and still do things that would be vintage 1980 and we're that much further behind than our counterparts when we don't have to be. So all of that, just to tie into what Kelvin and Kofi said in terms of challenging, make your voice heard, but also being energetic, being proactive, and being positive. Well said. I want to remind everybody to not only go download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app, go to your Google or Apple Play Store, search MyJBN, MyBCSN, and if you haven't already, go download HBCU League Pass Plus. We, we are supporting all platforms that support HBCU sports and athletics. So whether it be our app, Go get the HBCU League Plus app. Uh, lots of opportunities to support. We, we talk about wanting to be a part of this thing. Well, this is a great opportunity for, for Rattler Nation, for fans of other universities, or just fans of HBCU sports in general. Go support. Go download those apps. And also, you can find this show again on the BCSN Pod Zone. Uh, just go search anywhere on your Google or Apple Play Store. Uh, Spotify, iHeart, BCSN Pod Zone. That's where you'll find the Pod Zone of this show, as well as our show, uh, the BCSN Sports Wrap, uh, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, 
uh, our special shows like Road to Montgomery, um, that's uh, highlighting the, the the upcoming Black College World Series in Montgomery, Alabama. You also catch the Carlos Brown Show. Lots of content that's talking about this medium, this HBCU diaspora, as my good friend Dr. Gaville likes to call it. Shout out to Doc in the room. Appreciate everybody from for uh, being a part of the show. To the callers, uh, Scotty, Stephen Campbell, Mr. Ford, Miss Script, Kenya, AD, Mike Reed, Lashanda, thank you for calling in. Everybody on the message boards on YouTube and Facebook, thank you for being a part of this show. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, there will be brighter days ahead. And uh, I will give a final thank you to A.D. Gaucher for your service to Florida A&M University over the past two and a half years. Uh, you, you put us in a better place than we were when you took over. And now somebody else will have to continue and move us to even greater heights. That's going to do it for us. Rattler Nation, stay strong. Don't let anybody bring us down because, you know, when they get close, you got to let them know that we're going to strike strike and strike again real hard that's what we do peace out brother nation good night